anything combat with Johnny K. But it's anything combat though. Welcome back, combat the anything combat show, where we discuss everything mixed martial arts. I'm your host Johnny K, and today we're joined by a special guest. He's the number two ranked uh, bantamweight in Brave Combat Federation. Thank you, Brave, for setting this episode up. Um, he's fighting for the title in the rematch up against Jose uh, Shorty Torres, December 15th. Please welcome Inkosi Debele. How are you, Inkosi? I'm wonderful, man. I'm awesome. I'm feeling great. I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me. Yeah, um, right in right now. All good, brother. So how did your training go today? Fantastic, man. Fantastic. Always wonderful, you know. I'm feeling good, feeling fresh, and um, yeah, at the end of the day, I was just enjoy it as well. You've been pretty vocal about the first fight with Jose, so you believe that you won that fight, so what's going to be different this second time around? Well, definitely going to this fight, you know, there's a lot to to prove, not, not much, but you know, the, I still can't, this is one of my biggest fights to date. Um, so this time, you know, we, we, the plan is not to leave it to the judges, you know, so go all out there and just prove to the world what, you know, I've always said before, you know, I'm the greatest, I'm the next great, great, great thing in the mixed martial arts world. And on the 15th of December, I'll make history. You know, I know people uh, think he's unstoppable. No one has ever been able to stop it. But to stop him, but you know, I believe I can do it. I've proved it before with many other guys. I fought tougher guys than him. Since I've fought him before, I fought a tougher guys than him. And I believe I have, you know, the ability to do that and finish him off. Why would you say that you fought a tougher opponent than Jose? I would have said that Jose would have been your strongest opponent. No, no, not at all. Not at all, brother. Um, the likes of the first guy I fought in my Ahmed, in my professional, were very tough. The second guy I fought was tougher and stronger. Um, and Zia Mashwan was, I think Mashwani was one of the strongest guys that I fought physically. And you know, he was very tough. It was solid, yet strength and power. Um, so... There's nothing dangerous about Shorty. I mean, what is, what is dangerous about him? Doesn't knock people out. Doesn't really cause damage. The only thing he just does walk people down, make them tired, hold them and squeeze them. And that's pretty much it. Otherwise, he's not really a vicious fighter. He doesn't, he never really, um, the Shorty that was in, you know, like in the, Earlier days, like in the beginning when you went to UFC, you know, he's still the same shorty. You can't really say there's uh, improvement or anything. The only thing he has is the experience. You can definitely keep that to him because def definitely experience in that. But uh, there's nothing really awesome or very, you know, intriguing about him. And yeah, that's all I can say, you know. I would say that with Jose's style, I would say that the best part about his game is that he's got a very good fight IQ. I know that you're saying that he's not the most vicious fighter, but don't you, wouldn't you agree 
that he's very switched on in there, very calculated and doesn't take a lot of risks. And because of this really safe grappling style with a high fight IQ, he's had a lot of success in the sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he, the, the only thing I'm, ta- I'm honestly, honestly, I'm telling you right now, if you put me into the game and make me have the same amount of time uh, of of career, like same career that is is yet, bro. Right now, I'll be untouchable, unstoppable. I'll be, you know, at another level, you know. But to me, it's just yeah, he's a fighter. He does have a great, you know, fight IQ. Um, um, it's a good fight IQ. I mean, that comes from experience, by the way. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but nah, yeah, that's it. That's the thing. Do you think you caused him more damage than him causing you in the first one? Yeah, what damage did he cause me? Because the only thing that he got me with was just one punch that he was countering. It was an over punch. That's the only punch that he got me with. Some few leg kicks. Uh, that's it. Um, I came out of the fight fresh. There's no injuries, no pain. All fights round, nothing. You, know. you get to prove yourself very soon. So I'm excited to see that. But when I was researching you, I saw that you won a whole bunch of African medals. Can you tell me about how important those were to start off your MMA journey? Ah, hey, man. Yeah, I, you know, I want few. I want to use an IMFs for about 2017, 2018. I know I took gold, I think 2017 and then silver 2018. They were the two amateur belts, right? So yeah, in my amateur belts, yes, I, I did have the uh, two amateur belts, the featherweight and the bantamweight. I did have some medals in my kickboxing as well, points fighting in my karate as well. Um, I have also some medals. I do have quite a few medals, yeah. Um, when I was starting, yeah, in, in my early days in my, uh, uh, you know, sports career. So it all started with karate anyway. So. I do have some medals from certificate in karate. I mean, shifted to uh, kickboxing and uh, points fighting. Uh, and I put some medals as well there. MMA, was when I shifted to MMA, you know, I did get some, um, you know, the belts, championships, and um, jiu-jitsu competition that I did here and there. Now and then, I have some medals. So, yeah, no, I, I I did pretty well. You know, if I can actually run my professional fight uh, uh, fight or my professional career as I did in my amateur, man, that would be awesome. That would be very much awesome. Can't wait to see that, bro. So, dude, there's so many weird variables in MMA, and to unpack it, especially with your Jose fight, it was really apparent that, there wasn't really a, you could call that fight a draw, in my opinion. If you really look into that, I would have wanted to see a rule set where there's no time limit, maybe an hour, maybe 40 minutes, whatever there is. But do you think that if they did no time limits or no rounds, do you think that the better fighter will always come on top? Or do you think that you need to have those rounds to kind of make it into a sporting event? What are your opinions on that? There's so many different things to unpack here. Um, if we were to go all out, you know, nonstop, I think I would definitely come on top. Um, one thing I have to say though is I did feel the altitude when we fought in Brazil. Um, 
I did definitely feel that because I landed uh, three days before the fight and I didn't have time. What happened there? Sorry, you landed three days before the fight started. Why so Why so um, short of amount of time before the fight? Crazy, man. Um, I'm, I'm not even sure how I can tell you that, but um, yeah, I, I don't think if that is to happen again, if I'm to fight again in a place, I would want to go like three days, you know, like for this coming fight, I need to make sure I'm there like a week before. Um, but um, it was just uh, uh, a poor, you know, we didn't plan that properly. We didn't plan that properly, which was not good. And it did really upset. I did feel the, uh, the effect of it. Hence, even in the fight, I didn't even feel the need of like changing the gear and putting more pressure. And, you know, because I felt like what I was doing was just enough with that, you know, because I felt like if I did more, my body was just not allowing me to do anything, you know. So, um, which was, yeah, I didn't like that at all. I didn't like it that, that at all. I felt it, especially when we went to, I think, round three. That's where I started feeling it. But if something is wrong, my heart is okay, my chest is open, everything is fine, but my body is not responding the way I want. And um, yeah, yeah, I didn't like that. But even if it was the fights, you know, it's to say there's no rounds, there's no um, uh, uh, anything. I think it was going to be who is tougher and who is more fitter or you've got more endurance when it comes to that, you know. So, and I think I would definitely have had like a better advantage on that. Um, but yeah, man, listen, I'm very happy and I've started to be fighting a, a guy like position Torres. It's good for me. It's good for my career. It's good that I love it. Like I love it. I love it. And I'm actually happy. And it's a blessing to me because I mean, he's been in the industry, he's a veteran, you know, he's known, you know, so um, to even go against someone like him, I mean, he has gone against top fighters, you know, and he's just forward to them, just taking them on the ground, you know, slam them and just play around with them in the cage. And what happened in Brazil, in, in, in Colombia was not supposed to happen because a lot of people did not expect that. This was supposed to be an easy fight for the Shorty Torres, in which it's very true. Why? Because he's a veteran, he's got the skill, he's been there in the game, he's got everything and every tool that is there for him to be able to finish me. Who is Nkosi? He's just an upcoming fighter. He's got a few fights. Nothing interesting. He hasn't really been challenged that much. You know, so um, we don't really see him leaving other shorty Torres a tough time. So what happened in Colombia was a shock to a lot of people, to his coaches, to himself as well. If he wasn't ready or if he was ready or if he took that fight uh, lightly that time, I can tell you for sure that after that fight, even now when they say there's a rematch, I'm telling you right now that I know for sure that you trained very hard and with a different mindset and he's going to definitely come into this fight with a different mindset because he knows you know and also i'm not going to be the same guy that you fought the last time you know but it's going to be different and every fight is different 
So no, I can't wait, man. I'm happy. I'm excited. And great opponent, Jose, friend of the show. He came on here when we were talking. We made reference to the fact that he did fight in the UFC, and the people that he fought went on to win one championship belt. He yeah. fought, uh, I believe, I believe he fought some um, people that fought for the UFC championship as well. So really solid opponents. What does yeah. this mean to you? So if if you beat Jose, let's say, right, hypothetically, would this mean that you're a UFC level threat in, in the bantamweight division right now? I mean, hey, listen, already I, I, I've i shown it. Um, on the first time we met, I've, I showed people that, hey, listen, as much as I'm still new, okay, not a little bit, but new in this game, you know, and I'm still rising, watch out for me. Watch out for my name. Watch out for the future. And beating him will definitely force people. They must put respect under my name. And, you know, I'm definitely UFC level or whatever level. It doesn't matter. In fact, I'm not even limited by UFC. I'm not even limited. My level is... In fact, I'm not even limited by Jose Fernandez. You shouldn't even determine my level. That's what I'm saying. Um... But because he fought in the UFC, I can say, you know, getting over him should definitely put me in because he has beat guys who are fighting in UFC uh, and they're winning in UFC. You know, the guy that the guys that he beat, they are winning in UFC. And when he, they were fighting in Brave with him, he was just playing with them around. You know, he wasn't really, you know, he was just showing, you know, it was an easy fight for him. So, um, but... He couldn't really do what he normally do does with other fighters that he fights, you know. And that 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 has to tell you something. That has to tell you something. And it, you really have to, you know, that thinking right now to say, okay, flip. Usually this is how he does it. I mean, he's a good wrestler. He out wrestles guys takes them down, kiss them down, they're able to, you know, he just just plays around, but he couldn't do that with me. And then he did sometimes the position blended up on top, but he couldn't even he couldn't even hold me down or to for him to be on top of me, lying on top of me, he couldn't even do it for more than ten seconds. And then I was just up on my feet. So um yeah. And you will see me in UFC by the way, trust me. That that you will see. It's gonna happen. In Kosi, so interesting question. I personally, when I see your game, I really like the striking component. I think it's I think it's very high level. Um, what would you consider the best part of your game? Hey man. I my style is interesting. Fun to watch. Uh, it's me. It's not anyone else in the game. You understand? Um, tell us why it's the, it's the future star because brother I'm, I'm, I'm you know I'm built different you know I uh, I uh, I have uh, I don't even know how I can put this but you know it's just um, tell me you know usually most of the guys look up to be, you know, I had top guys, you know, for, you know, um, to say, okay, I'm, 
okay, I love John Jones. I want to fight like him. Okay, I love uh, whosoever, you know, and I want to fight like him, you know. Then look up to people, right? I don't look up to anyone. I look up, look to, up to yourself. Yeah. I don't look up to anyone, brother. I look up to myself. And that just builds a version of Nkosi the future. That is just amazing when he steps inside the ring. Because when I step in there, I am confident in the most of my own, you know? And um, when I mean that, I don't want to feel like I'm anyone else. No, I want to feel like I am me. I don't want to do something like someone else. I do things my way, you understand? And I thank God for really blessing me and giving me abilities, you know, uh, through the Holy Spirit, because I also believe that He is the one who empowers me when I'm inside the ring and gives me the skills that no one else in the game has and just makes me look good and incredible. And you haven't seen anything yet, brother. I'm telling you right now, you haven't seen anything yet of the future. I am not just saying this, but I'm saying something that I know. I'm still in the building process and I'm still coming up uh, very strong. And I know that when that opportunity, when that time comes and I break into the circle, it'll be amazing and I'll be unstoppable and it will just be, and I can't wait. Is it going to be easy? No, but I'm definitely up for the challenge. And so I'm, I can't, I can't, I can't wait, you know, so my style is unique. In Kosi, you said something really interesting just then. So when you're in the cage, is that something you really think about? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Trust me. When I'm in the in the ring, I definitely give myself the ability of the Holy Spirit for Him to take charge, for Him to make me look good, to make me shine, not make me lose, you know, uh, to make me move the right way, you know, step the right way, jab the right way, you know, everything, because I believe He's the most powerful, all powerful, and very skillful than any other. And, you know, I, I want him to work through me so that he can make me, uh, you know, shine for God's glory. So that's definitely, I give God all glory because I got into this spot entirely because God uh, interacted with me and said, Nkosi, stay where you are. You are the future and the nations of violence will know you and call you by name. And this was when I was down low. Um, not every, I didn't even know what MMA was. I didn't. I hadn't even started MMA. I didn't even know what it was. But such words came to me, and I hold on to them. And no one believed in me. Not even my family. Not even no one believed in me. I was the only one. So thinking then, and to now, looking at the promises that He has told me, and those that He has fulfilled, I will definitely hold on to His promises. So when I'm in there, I'm very confident and I'm confident uh, in his ability, you know. So um, the first time it went the other way because, you know, um, there's some things that I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, this time is different. You will see. Inkosi, take me back to uh, your days in your childhood. Were you born in South Africa? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Johannesburg. 
and tell me uh, what was that like growing up in South Africa? Uh, so mostly, you know, I grew up, um, came also from a young world, it was like in a township called Tifsut. It was a really tough place to be, you know, in the first beginning, you know, we had struggled with no power, no electricity, and not, not, not clean water. But it's different now. I mean, I'm not saying it's really like developed, but, you know, we have the accessories that, you know, the basic needs that, you know, people you know, are supposed to help, you know, so, but that time it was, yeah, it wasn't good, man. There was a lot of gangsterism when I was still at school. There was a lot of gangsterism and uh, groups and stuff. So, um, going to school was hard, you know, you were being bullied, you know, your lunch was being taken away from me, your money was being taken away from you. So, yeah, it was tough, man. Because, you know, I didn't like fighting, but, you know, the guys were very comfortable because they were smoking, you know, drug abuse, everything was just not good, not good at all. And I thank God because at the same we see back again to him because I think he's the one who really protected me there and kept me safe. Otherwise, bro, uh, I would have I would have gotten hurt, injured, or maybe dead because some events... I don't even know how I got out of uh, got out of them alive, but I'm here, man. You know, so I'm, I'm thankful to God for that. So yeah, growing up in Tifted was wasn't easy, you know. And uh, my father is late, was late, died when I was very young, so my mom really groomed me. And you know, when you're being groomed by a mother, and usually in Africa they say, you know what? If, for a mother to groom a young boy, you know, I don't know, maybe all other places, it's really hard. It's really, really hard. And it's true because most of my friends, they're very rebellious. You know, you get to a certain age when you're 14, 15, you're just very rebellious against your mom. You feel like you have the power and the energy to fight against it, to do whatever you want, you know. But uh, I chose not to do that because I just didn't want to give it so much stress. I just wanted to be this good boy that... She can be proud of. Of course, I was naughty then, uh, you know, but, you know, I tried. <laughs> I tried, bro. In Kosi, did your mother not want you to fight MMA? No. No. What did I, she say to you? I was so active at school. I did dancing. I have some medals for dancing, some trophies for dancing, theater performances, acting. Uh, at one stage, I also played soccer very well, and she always thought that I was gonna be around those, you know, that. And also, you know, at school, I did very well. You know, I wasn't really that uh, dumb or anything. You know, I was pretty much good above average. You know, not at the top, but you know, good. So, uh, my grade, I got good grade, you know, and I matriculated, but I knew in my heart that I didn't want to fall to the university. And I, that's one thing I knew inside my heart. And at that moment, it was crazy because I did get some scholarships for teaching. You know, I could have been doing teaching, but I was like, nah, let me be real to myself because if I go to teaching, I'm going to beat up these kids at school here with the way they are behaving. You know, because I didn't like the way we were behaving against the teachers. I was like, me, I was left there. Oh my goodness. But you know, I just didn't want to do that. So, um, 
immediately when I finished, I knew I wanted, I, I knew I didn't want to go to school, but I, need, I needed to do something. So to do that, I had to move away from my mom, where I was staying with my mom. So to pretend as if I'm going to work, you know, like somewhere. And it was a gym, you know, I got an opportunity, a gym, you know, that's was the first time. And telling me that I'm doing MMA in which no one knows about it. In South Africa, what is MMA, brother? First of all, mixed martial, no one knows about it. Telling me that I'm fighting, I'm not studying. My friends that I used to go to school with will pass together. They are studying, CA, you know, good, good things, you know, good, they have good um, career, you know, careers that they are studying for. And I'm just doing MMA. You know, that was very embarrassing to my mom. And it's something that she cannot really be proud of to tell people that my son is a fighter doing MMA. And I mean, you could see it in her eyes, even if she pretends. And yeah, she did try to pretend after a while. She really opened up and said, I don't even know what you're doing. I don't even know what is this. I wasn't working. You know, I would trouble her with money, you know, and... Yeah, so it really put a lot of strain in here, bro, for like the three years, those three years I was doing amateur. Until people who understood what I was doing started really speaking out about it. And the attitude was different because people who know the sports of MMA, when they seek with talent, they speak happy and joyful. They are like praising, you know, to say that you should be proud of this. Because the people who don't know MMA, they were just picking her down, you know. So I think when she made the right people started saying, okay, cool, you know, what is this anyway? Let me see, you know. But she wanted me to turn pro quickly and so I can start making money, which was like more money in South Africa. But I was like, no, I need to grow strong so that I can go further, you know. And yeah, man, yeah. So when I started, I... Fought like once, fought second amateur, third amateur. She never came, wasn't even interested. Maybe from the sports. Uh, she came from the fourth, yeah, fourth amateur fight. That's when she came because I was fighting for a title that time. Yeah. And she really loved seeing that. I think it was good for her. And then she started like trying to come in, you know, bit by bit and supporting me, you know, and, um, but now it's totally different. Now she understands the game, you know, because, you know, sometimes it's definitely able to help her with some bills and stuff. So, different. <laughs> Itikosi, how important would it be for you when you become a South African hero? What do you think that would mean to you and your mum? Man, it's going to mean a lot. You know, it's going to mean a lot, bro. You know, not just to me and my mum, but to the whole of the young people in South Africa. And South Africa is, is its own in Africa, is its own to say, you know, we can do it. We do have the talent, you know, we are strong and we, we are taught the right skills and we uh, take this game and this sport seriously. We do have the skills. We can definitely go far and raise the flag high and we can definitely motivate the young kids, the young people um from my like places like my hometown even in other countries as well to say it's possible you know just because you were groomed from a poor background doesn't mean you have to remain there you know you can change that situation uh, if you make up your mind you know and um so 
it'll be definitely huge, man. And I really cannot wait. You know, I've always envisioned myself taking that belt, you know, like the smile in my mom's face, you know, like just to give her the belt, you know, like her putting it on her shoulder, you know, all the people I care about, the people who have really supported me from the beginning, you know, until now. You know, I, I, I'm imagining myself, you know, just landing back in South Africa with that belt, walking out of the airport into, you know, like meeting the people, you know. Oh, it's going to be awesome, man. <laughs> Was that uh, gym that you went to at the very start when you said you were working and you went to that gym? Was that the Nova MMA Academy? Yes, yes, yes. That was the Nova MMA Academy. And um, it was uh, late. The coach, uh, um, uh, JD Duplessis, yeah, coach JD Duplessis, he was uh, the the head coach that time, and um, it was a good, 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 good team, you know, good coach. It was good for that time, you know, and being the amateurs, so um, yeah, it was wonderful, man. It was wonderful. But what I, 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 I can clearly tell you right now that you no. Know, God has really blessed me with the footwork ethic, and I like that because most of the time I'm, yeah, I don't really. He he makes me work hard and well with the little, you know, the little that I have. You know, we even if we have the team in South Africa, we don't have the fighters who are committed. We don't really have people who say I want to be fighter. You know, I live for fighting. We don't really have those people, and um, most of the time it's just me, you know, myself, or two of us at the gym, you know, just myself, or going to do some class. You know, just never really like proper, you say you have proper like five guys who are professional or six guys who are professional or really grind and push, you know, or it's just like two. Me and the other guy, the two of us, or the guys who look up to me, you know. And but but we look at that, but look how far we've got, bro. Yeah, most definitely. Inkosi, you're tall, man, for your division at Bantamweight. The you're like 5'10, I believe. I think that that's right. Um, in Bantamweight, you you're out lengthening and out heighting basically every single person, right? Would you consider maybe going to featherweight, seeing that you're so tall? Listen, I mean, I always say I'm the champion of the champion of the champ. You know, well, I'm the champion. I'll be the champion, definitely bantamweight. And if you want to spice things up, I mean, why not, man? Uh, if you don't win big, uh, you never become the greatest, right? But if you're gonna become the greatest, you have to gain yourself and you know put yourself up for challenge. Charlie, I have fought in featherweight before. My first professional fight was in featherweight in my second one. And that was when, from moving from amateur, which I was doing phantom though, by the way. So I tried failure and failure. And then, you know, I was like, okay, cool. Let me just go back to where I was fighting before, you know, I turned professional. So, uh, I mean, I feel good in phantom weights. I don't really struggle, you know, uh, I don't have any problems for now. I'm still good, but I mean, why not? If the opportunity really comes there for me, especially like for a top or whatever, I'll definitely go for like therefore, but um, 
featherweight and I can also go for lightweight if I want to. <laughs> when um you were preparing for this fight with Jose to bring it up again, when I was looking at your topology, I saw that there were multiple cancelled bouts with Jose, as well as the fact that there was the first fight and now the second fight. So just from a purely um MMA standpoint, how long have you been looking at this one style for? Hey man, I've been waiting. No, I wanted no, you know, I need to become champion this year. 2023 is my year. The one thing I can tell you, 2023 is my year. I'm up for the challenge. I'm up for that top fight. If it's going to be the hardest fight of my life, so be it. As long as I get out of there with my hand raised, so be it. You know, and, um, um, first time it was cancelled. Okay. You know, when the first time it's cancelled, you know, it's like, okay, cool. And then the second time it's cancelled, okay, fine. And then surely the third time you are ready. You are definitely ready. I mean, you were ready for the first one was cancelled. The second one was cancelled again in which you are ready. And we met on the third one. I was ready. And we are meeting again now. I'm even super ready. You understand? So, um, it's gonna... As much as a lot of people and you as well, you know, are expecting this wow, you know, this is gonna be a you know uh a tough fight, you know, it's gonna be you'll be surprised. You'll be definitely surprised. And um that's gonna be a shocker, and that's how it's supposed to be anyway, because I'm definitely supposed to shock a lot of people because I need it. You know, and it's supposed to happen that way. So it's going to be really, really, really a shocker. And it's happening again. I mean, come on, let's do it again. Well, I mean, let's go. Uh, let's talk about the Brave Combat Federation. So they've set this meeting up for us, you and me. But I want to know what your treatment's been like. Have you enjoyed fighting for the promotion and how have they treated you? It's been awesome fighting for Brave, man. And I mean, uh, if I remember when I fought the first time, you know, I wrote the blessing and I was excited and happy. They've been really good to me and I appreciate Brave so much. Um, they built me up and um, I was even saying the last time that they should really be proud because, um, it, you know, if they really want to see what type of fighter they produce, you know, for the world, uh, I should be one of the guys who is an example because I started with them with no experience, not not much experience, you know, not really much professional fight. Um, but so the you know it was good. So uh, I really yeah I really am thankful. Thank you to His Highness Sheikh Al Khalifa and then you know um. The president of Brave as well, the Hawksman. So I really appreciate them and thank to everyone who is a part of Brave actually. And um, yeah, man. Also thanks to my manager Jason. Similar to you, you're fighting for the Brave title. You're South African. Drickus Duplessis is fighting for the middleweight strap in the UFC. Uh, is that your guy? Do you, are you proud that a South African's fighting for a UFC belt? Yes. 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 Because it's putting us on the map. It's putting us on the map. It's 
putting us on the map to say South Africa has the skill, South Africa has the talent, South Africa has the capability of doing it. And I'm going to make history first. You know, I must definitely make history first. And um, yeah, it's going to be good, man. And I mean, honestly, listen, and I'm pretty much sure I'm happy and I'm confident he's going to take the belt and bring it to Africa. And he is the ticket for UFC to come to Africa because he takes the belt. You know, we definitely want him to defend it in Africa, man, the home ground and for we don't care where, but there's when it comes to Africa. So that might be a doorway for UFC to come to Africa you know, and give opportunities to a lot of and you know, fighters as well out of South Africa and Africa as well. So yeah, I'm excited for him, man. And I first my coach that um that trained now, um, Coach Attila, he was Kikas Duplessis coach. He's the one who really started with him and groomed him, you know, and um, we used to train together as well in the India uh, stages. Um, me and Tukus, because we are still under the same coach until he moved to another uh, province and stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm behind him, bro. We're behind him. Do you think that if he beats Strickland and takes it to make UFC Africa up against Israel Adesanya, is that the fight to make? If Israel wants to come back, I mean, you see, it's what's the take time or for twenty twenty seven. 2027, I mean, we cannot wait for 2027. Come on. That's what I was thinking. No, 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 we gotta wait for 2027. No, that's too far. <laughs> Never, no ways. Uh, but he takes it, man. He can defend it against whoever. I mean, you know, Drukas is a, is a good, you know, he's a awesome, weird fighter. You know, he's got an, his own style, which looks like it's not a good style but it destroys a lot of guys and i think that's actually amazing you know because that's what you want that's what you want you want people to know you need to be unpredictable which is very good it's very good it's going to help him out a lot it's going to help him a lot i've been seeing so many south african fighters pop out of nowhere even cameron simon is really good now you're adding your name to the list so is South African MMA getting better, do you think? Yes. 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 South African MMA is definitely getting better. And you will see most of the talent that is going to come out of South Africa coming up. And um, um, we are still growing and we are still coming up. We haven't really taken this sport of MMA very seriously we haven't really given it uh, much attention um most of us started we are doing it because it's there you know and it's just uh, another sport but we haven't really made it like a career you know to say i can actually build something out of this and that's why a lot of people you know and uh, they're not really like taking it serious. But things are changing, man. Things are changing bit by bit, you know, so and a lot of things are definitely gonna change. And as that happens, companies will want to invest and sponsor the game. It'll make things easier, you know, training camps, proper gyms, proper facilities. 
which is what we need, and that will just improve us, you know, for the better, and it will happen. I'm going to focus on what you just said there. You were talking about the growth. I want to know, all fighters are pretty biased. I want to know from you unbiasedly, how do you assess as a fighter what you're bad at? Because we can all look at what you're good at and say, Nkosi is good here, here, and here. But what? how do you find what you're bad at to uh, cover those holes? Uh, I don't like talking negativity. There's, doesn't, it's not negative. It's it's more like improving. Test it doesn't test good out of my lips. <laughs> but uh, uh, what am I? What am I? Uh, I'm just not good at talking nonsense. <laughs> but fighting, when it comes to fighting, I'm just not good at losing, brother. I like that answer. I'm not good at losing. I'm not good at losing. Yeah. If you had to pick a fighter to be who's your favorite fighter, uh, would you pick yourself or would you pick someone else? Myself. Always? Bro, you know, you, you must remember this interview in the next few years, you know? I will. Yeah. Because when I take myself and I put myself there, ooh. You know, I always tell people to say, when you look at yourself in the mirror and you don't get motivated, then there's something wrong. You understand? Every time you pass a cop, you pass, you know, in front of the mirror, there must be something that keeps that going. Oh, lip. Damn. You are the man. Look at you. You know? So things like that. And that's me. That's me. You know? Do you know what I do? Yeah. When I see the mirror, I just give him a quick little flex. <laughs> and I keep walking. Yeah, that's a good one I'm talking about, bro. That's a great one I'm sorry. That's confident right there. That's confidence. That's what you need. That's what you want. You don't want to look in the mirror and see someone else. No, 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 no. No. No, you look in the mirror, you see yourself. You see everything that you'd ever want to see in a person. And all the possibilities that can come out of you, you know. So, ah... Told me, man, self-inspired. I'm not selfish. I'm not arrogant or anything. I'm just telling the truth, and I'm just telling it like it is, because that's how I roll. That height has always been since from the beginning. If you ask me now, who is my Instagram, who is my role model? I will tell you right now. The only person I always look up to is myself. If I go back and look at my videos long time ago when I was talking, when I was saying things, man, and I just boil inside my inside, and I just feel like. I'm unstoppable. You understand? So, and I love that. I love that about myself. You know? We were talking about your style. It's such an interesting one. So, your fans would be listening to this right now. And the people that aren't your fans are also listening. So, I would like you to describe to those people who have never watched your fight before what exactly they're, they're, they should be tuning into. Hey man, I will tell you that every fight is different. Every fight is different. There's never a fight that is the same. But there will always be moments where I showcase my capabilities and my talent. And when that happens, it's beautiful. And I know myself, there's the, there's the, there's the circle or there's the a button that, you know, or let me say that the level that I tap into, that when I tap into that, 
my body, my mind, you know, my soul, everything just links up together. And the flow is nice. The movement is nice. The, you know, you can see the confidence at the same time. You can see the strength. You can see the, you know, everything that I just do just looks wow, you know, in the ring. And in the previous fight, I didn't tap into that. I never did, trust me. And that I was even open up on, but I never tapped. I never came out, you understand? And then, anyway, enough of blaming the altitude and stuff, but I never did. But when that happens, I know it. And I, I'm also, I can also speak to myself and be like, okay, cool, get in right now. It's just going to happen. That's all we have time for, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, Inkosi, for coming on the show. Is there any final remarks you want to say? Or if somebody out there is struggling, is there any message you have for them uh, as we wrap up the podcast? God is the source of my strength. God is the source of my power. God is the only source of everything. Believe in God. Trust in God. Never trust in your own abilities because your own abilities, your human flesh and power, they will fail you. Believe in God. Always be prayerful and um, trust God to bring the right people in your life. Don't trust people because people can deceive you. But trust God first to bring the right people in your life. Trust God to always do right by you and everything will go well. Um, that's all I got to say. I There's no juju. There's no magic. There's no whatsoever. God is the only author of, of our lives. God is the author of our destinies. He knows your destiny. He knows my destiny. So if you seek him and ask him to show you and direct you, he will definitely take you there. And in God's destiny for your life, there's joy, there's happiness. You will do it. You will face challenges, but you'll always be happy. You will never complain. You will never feel like it's too much for you you will always find a way because he's there helping you uh that's all i can say and um just just stay ready you know stay pure love each other people you know uh, support the future get behind the future because we're going to take over the world with the storm they haven't seen anything yet it's only the beginning and the future right here Follow Inkosi on Instagram, link in the description, and follow Anything Combat on Spotify. See you guys next time. Bye-bye. Yes, sir.